Welcome to Car Wash, the podcast, your source for real stories and real business insights from the experts, both in and out of the car wash industry. So put it in neutral, feed off the brakes, and take your hands off the steering wheel, because here we go. Here is your guide on this journey, Car Wash Magazine Editor-in-Chief, Matt DeWolf. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Car Wash the Podcast. This is the podcast that makes you a better car washer and a slightly better human being. Welcome, everyone. On this episode, we've got Natasha Toffoli joining us from Canada's Bubbles Car Wash, and she's going to share her story. Now, Natasha's been in this industry for a number of years and has always been full service. She'll always stay full service. She wants to be full service. They are a full service operation. Now, what's cool about this company, really, outside of the fact that uh, they have beautiful washes, is that because of the way they've set up their newest location, they are able to pull off appointmentless detail services. So we're going to hear about indoor greeting, the detailing area. We're going to hear how they've created that system without appointments. And we're going to get an inside conversation with why they chose to do two stories at their newest location. Now, obviously, there's a lot of labor implications with doing business this way. We're going to talk about that as well. So join us in this conversation. If you want to see what this two-story operation looks like, you got to do that at carwashmagazine.com and check out the full video episode with Natasha in it. Until then, though, you can enjoy this lovely conversation with Natasha Toffoli from Canada's Bubbles Car Wash. All right, and now joining us on the program is Natasha Toffoli from Canada, uh, joining us to share a little bit about Bubbles Car Wash. Natasha, welcome. Thank you. Hey, so I know Bubbles has a great uh, story there in Canada. Can you just share a little bit about that and and give us kind of um, the background on what Bubbles is and what you all do? Absolutely. Um, my father started the company about 40 years ago, uh, just with a vision of improving the car wash concept um, from your typical noisy gas station type uh, waiting areas to uh, modern, clean and comfortable lounges. And then with a team uh, delivering exceptional service. Uh, so we are full service. We've, we have 10 locations now um, in Western Canada, Edmonton, Calgary and Kelowna. We offer everything from, you know, your express uh, type of uh, car wash. We do hand wash and dry as well uh, through the tunnel. Um, preliminary, mid-level, comprehensive, all without appointment. So customers come in and they can pretty much get anything they need done uh, right on the spot. That's fascinating um, that you all are able to do that without the appointments. I feel like um, most frequently I see um, that level of service requiring appointments. What's... Um... Why, why did you all go that route? That was a conscious decision, I know. We've always been that way. So a lot of purchasing is spur of the moment. Um, yes, people plan to go for a car wash. They don't always plan on getting the extra services. Mm-hmm. So we have a, a service advisor that goes over all the options based on the condition of the vehicle and, of course, what the customer expectation is. Um, and, and more times than not, they're getting a little bit more than they came in for. Um, we always have a full team on hand so that we can effectively take care of any business that, that pulls up. Okay, awesome. Well, I want to I want to talk about that um, everybody's favorite topic, which is labor. But we're going to come back to that in just a minute. <laughs> so, um, first, I want to know. Um, obviously, you were kind of always around the business, but what made you actually decide that you wanted to be in the business? What got you into car washing? 
Well, like many other car wash kids, I grew up washing cars. So that's really, you know, has always been my passion. Um, you know, I was cashier, washing cars, detailing cars, drawing cars. Um, and I still do all of that today, even if I happen to walk by in my heels and see if they need it. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's just always been a... An, the service industry has always been something I've been drawn to. Um, and of course, for my father, that that was his biggest focus all along was the service portion of that. So um, I've always been in it, you know, dip, dipped my feet in other areas a few times, but uh, always came back. Um, I've been running the company now for 14 years alongside my father. Uh, so I'm very thankful for the unique relationship that's developed there. Um, it is tough sometimes because we're both... Uh, Utterly stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you both want control, right? You're running it together, but you're like, no, we need to do it this way. No, we should do it this way. Who wins? Yeah. Who normally wins? <laughs> uh, well, you know, I operate the company. Yeah, so you uh, win. You, there it is. <laughs> you know, uh, I think, well, I think, and, yeah. you know, we butt heads for a few days, but, um, you know, and at the end of the day, the best for the company always comes forward, so. That's funny. Well, you know, it, nobody nobody can ever stay out of the, the car wash business. It seems like as much as people try to get out, they always come back in. So uh, we're glad we're glad you're you're in the industry and you you came back to us and you've been here for a while now. Um, I can see behind you this beautiful uh, new location that you guys have, and mm -hmm. it um, I can't help but noticing that it's two stories. So can you yeah. tell me why? Like, what did what were you guys going for there? Well, we bought the property and, you know, there were some restrictions from the city for greenscape areas and that sort of thing. And we were working on one story typical designs for months and months. And uh, at that point, we went to the car wash show in Europe, toured uh, some of the two story facilities, um, you know, really a lot of the car washes there are uh, old warehouses. So yes, there will be a couple of floors to them. We were in Germany, saw the Mr. Wash facilities. And of course, those are gigantic yeah. <laughs> um but i came home with that hey let's try the two-story and see if we could put that uh, on the piece of dirt and it fit very nicely um i have to say that uh the public perception is they're in awe yeah. everybody wants to know what's upstairs what do you do up there and you know oh, my car didn't go upstairs well you need to get detailing <laughs> So it, it's definitely, you know, a question I get everywhere. You're new. What's upstairs? Yeah. How do I get up there? <laughs> that's funny. And, and that's for you all, that second level is all detail, correct? Yeah. So we've got over the tunnel area, we've got our offices, okay. um, but over the whole main, uh, I guess, main body of the building is all of our details. So it's 7,500 square feet of detail. Nice, nice. Which which comes into play of this whole concept of um, being able to do kind of detail on demand almost, right? Like being able to come mm -hmm. in without appointments. You've got the space. You've got the manpower. You have all the things to be able to fulfill on that customer promise. That's that's awesome. That's awesome. I love the look of your site. Um, Thank you. I want to talk, though, obviously in the last, I don't know, 20 years or so, we've, we've been seeing this shift. Uh, at first, a slow shift to express models. Uh, in recent years, a really big boom in the express model and express side of things. Why have you all chosen to um, really focus in and stay full service? We've always been full service, so that's who we are. And, you know, really, um, our, our customer service has always set us apart, but more so now that, yeah, over the last 15 to 20 years, operators have abandoned that full serve model for the Express. So really, we're at the forefront of, of our local markets. 
Yeah, it, it, um, helped, it helps when everybody it's else kind of parts ways for you, right? Like they, they opened up a niche for you. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, there's single operators here and there, but um, most certainly, you know, we have the biggest brand in, in the West. Well, one of the one of the biggest things that everybody comes back to when you start um, thinking about full service, and we talked about it with having to kind of keep a full staff, is labor. Obviously, that's mm-hmm. hard. It's been hard. Um, it's been hard during COVID. Hard now that we're we're sort of toward the end of COVID. I hope. Um, and what are some things maybe that you do that help you kind of keep staff and keep um, keep people on payroll there so that you aren't having to chase people down and can continue to provide provide that level of service that you all kind of want to do. Historically, and even now, 80% of our, our workforce has always been uh, the stable longer term. So many of our employees have been with us for more than 15 years. Um, and really, I think we pride ourselves on treating everybody like family. So we have big gatherings, uh, company-wide Christmas parties, uh, Labor Day events, you know, where they can bring their families. Um, just a close-knit, uh, friendly group. And I think that's a big part of it. They have to like to come to work. It has to be fun and comfortable. Um, and I think we provide that. 20% is always, you know, the rotating group. And, and historically, that's been fairly simple to, um, you know, revolve and, and get new bodies in the door. But yeah, COVID has, that's a whole other story. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, we could spend we could spend several hours just <laughs> trying to figure that whole piece out. Absolutely. Um, I, know, I know Canada has seen um, several lockdowns. I know you you all were having some challenges with supply chain, just trying to get your um, operation up and off the ground here with the newest location. Is there anything um, is there anything that COVID maybe has taught you, <laughs> or any silver lining that you're taking away from this whole thing? Well, COVID's really taught us how to control um, control our labor um, yeah. and and keep those eighty percent. Uh, happy and employed. Um, like right now we're all running still on reduced hours because of this fourth wave. Again, we were, we had totally planned on opening regular and we started the hiring spree and the fourth wave came upon us. And at this point, you know, we're, we're inching towards another lockdown, which I, I, I hope is not the case, but yeah. uh, we've got the the worst numbers in, in the country at this point. Um, so it's, it's difficult for sure, but COVID has taught us, you know, how ways, I guess, that we can save and things we can do to still serve the customer mm-hmm. in in the highest standards that we do but with reduced expenses yeah i mean it, it, it's it is not easy um to try and keep a staff for that and to not know when you're going to be open when you're going to be closed when people are going to be mm-hmm. even just comfort levels right of like full service operation versus i don't really want anybody else touching my vehicle or in my vehicle um yeah. but kudos to you all for <laughs> for making it through that and i think you guys are doing a really really nice job of making um your buildings really welcoming and they're big and open and like it just feels like a good space and something that you want to go do mm-hmm. no absolutely and and for us you know it's all about the customer so we can't offer them some noisy little dirty lounge they have to feel important uh comfortable and and that's just part of the whole service so when people come to us it's not just because they need a professional hand wash or a detail. Mm-hmm. They come for the trust in the brand and the level of service and their experience. Well, I think that shines through too, what you were saying about um, with 80% of your people staying with the company for so long, uh, that culture of, of it feeling like a professional place to be and a professional place to work and being um, 
familial. I think that's all really, really important um, when you start thinking about your talent pool. And um, nice job, nice job on that front too. I really, I can't, I can't, I can't say enough nice things about what I see behind you, what we saw in the video earlier. It looks beautiful. Um, Thank you so much. But so I have to ask then. You have all these, all this beautiful and shiny and great things going on right now. What's the future look like for Bubbles? Where are you guys headed? Well, we've got two more uh, locations slated for development in the very near future. We're working on another Calgary one now. Um, probably be much like what you see behind you, or behind me, sorry. Um, and then another one for Saskatoon. So we're actually branching out one more province to the east. Okay. Okay, nice. So um, steady growth, one might say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, it's a lot. It's a lot of work and, yeah. and, and a lot of investment, um, but certainly something that uh, that we're, we're looking forward to doing. And we're always looking to expand into markets that could be served by our services. Is there it's any- just building that team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to say, is there anything, I was thinking about scaling this thing, right? And like um, scaling full service is a little bit more complex than, uh, than scaling an express um, kind mm-hmm. of operation. Is there anything that you all have found really helpful when you do that, when you when you go from one location to another and, and try to prop that up? Do you guys, I mean, obviously there's like process manuals and that kind of thing, but is there any one thing that's really been beneficial for you in terms of getting that next location up and operational quickly? It definitely is the training. So we always yeah. bring a transition team with us. Um, so at the new location behind us, we still have a few members uh, from our transition team working while we're hiring, recruiting, um, training. Uh, the service portion for us is big. Anyone can wipe a window or, you know, drive a car out, but it's the service that, that the follow through that's the biggest component for us. So um, we probably have seven of our transition teams still working at Windermere. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That makes sense. You got to bring in, bring in the A team, <laughs> right? To, to, to help build a new A team. <laughs> yeah. No, nope, for sure. So awesome. it's probably a good one year process okay. uh, from us, you know, having that transition team into having that full team of their own. So. Nice. Nice. Um, okay. So before I let you get back to your beautiful location behind you, um, and the business of watching cars, I have one more question I'd like to ask everybody. Um, what is one thing that I can do today that's going to make me better tomorrow? I think it's just following the new innovations, uh, seeing what can make the process more efficient in your business. For us, you know, we're full serve, hand wash, uh, the detailing, and I'm hopeful that there are more technologies available to help automate and make the process more efficient on our end as well. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, Natasha, I'm going to let you get back to it, but thank you so much for spending some time today with us. My pleasure. It was good to to be on the show. Car Wash the Podcast is your source for real stories and real business insights from the experts, both in and out of the car wash industry. Our show helps investors, owners, operators, and managers think about ways to enhance their business. Our podcast is a free on-demand audio program that provides information on the latest trends impacting the industry, tips from successful industry leaders, and inspiration for our listeners.